We're back with On Second Thought from GPB. I'm Virginia Prescott. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air ran for six seasons in the 90s. Its main character, Will Smith, played by actor Will Smith, moved from Philadelphia to live with his aunt and uncle in the wealthy Los Angeles neighborhood of Bel-Air. Well, earlier this year, a new book series launched that revived that plot with a fresh princess named Destiny. Deneen Milner is writing this series. She of New York Times bestselling author and GPB's A Seat at the Table fame. Deneen is also host of GPB's newest podcast. It's called Speakeasy with Deneen. The first episode drops on Thursday, October the 24th. I spoke with Deneen just before her book series came out and asked about her relationship with The Fresh Prince. Will and I are around the same age. I think I may have a year on him. And so, no, no, no. We're both the same age. We turned 50 at the same time. And I grew up on his music, right? So I was listening to him when he was with DJ Jazzy Jeff, whom I still listen to, who still makes great music as a DJ out of Philly. And so I'm from, I was more familiar with his music. And when he showed up on television, it was like we thought that he was adorable to begin with. And now we get to see him <laughs> right in our living rooms every, you know, every week. And that was a super influential show. I mean, not just because like fashion wise. I mean, it was lo- the first time a lot of people had seen anything like a rapper on television. Absolutely. But, you know, like what I remember being um, sort of glomming into with that show was the family, um, the mother and the father and the relationship between the cousins and certainly the siblings and sort of the everyday experience experiences that they they completely, you know, like put into our living rooms mm. every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I identified with it not just because of the music and um, the celebrity of Will Smith as a rapper, but because what they were talking about and what they were dealing with were things that we were dealing with as kids, teenagers at the time. Yeah, it just felt real. Yeah. Well, now you're collaborating with Will Smith on this three-book series. Um, I'm sure quite a few people would just love to even meet him, never mind work with him. How did this, how did this all come together? <laughs> So, you know, I write books for a living um, and I also a lot, of books. <laughs> a lot of books for a living and I write children's books. And I wrote a piece in the New York Times about um, the proliferation of black children's books or books featuring black children's characters and how they're always they always seem to be focused on civil rights um, figures or they're focused on, uh, you know, black firsts or they're talking about slavery. And I wrote a piece that said something to the effect of black children don't want to read about Harriet Tubman all the time. (laughs) And uh, his people saw that piece. I wrote it because I had just started my own children's book imprint and made a point of saying that I would never do those books on my imprint because there were everyday experiences that um, black children had the right to see as see themselves in these books um, and see them portrayed in a way that they just aren't. um, They don't tend to be Mm -hmm. in black children's books. And so his people saw that piece and apparently they were looking for a writer for the series right when they saw that piece. So it was kind of serendipitous. And I did an interview with them and 
here we are. Uh, so I just want to pull a, a quote from that piece because, you know, you write that, that it doesn't have to be about the struggle all the time. In fact, real diversity would celebrate the mundane. Absolutely. Yeah, so what does that mean to you? That means that black children lose their first tooth and have to put it under their pillow and wait for the tooth fairy just like everybody else. That means black children get on the bus every day and, you know, go to school and have different kinds of experiences on the bus um, that deserve to be talked about. Black children go to kindergarten for the first time and they're scared and mm. they're trying to figure out how to make friends and how to get the teacher to like them and how to learn and and grow and that deserves to be celebrated and it happens I'm not saying that it doesn't happen in black children's books but you are more than likely to go into a bookstore right now and find way more books about slavery the civil rights movement or someone who bounced a basketball for the first time or mm. hit a baseball for the first time or was a jazz musician than you are are sort of the everyday experience of all children, including black children. And you spend a lot of time thinking about children as a mother yourself, but you also work for parenting yes. um, and you have the, the website, My Brown Baby, which a lot of people follow. But I'm thinking about, you know, in Fresh Prince, Will Smith's character, great, charismatic, fun. He wore checkered pants. <laughs> <laughs> lots of colors, bright exactly. colors, lots of colors. <laughs> now, now in real life, he's a dad, right. and he says his own kids would have loved Fresh Princess growing up. So, so what is this character like? What is this main character? Her name oh, is Destiny. Goodness, Destiny is just juicy and full of goodness, and she is, you know, she she marches to her own. Uh, she is honest and forthright and funny, um, and she goes through experiences that are kind of haphazard, and then she kind of has to figure out how to make it right. Um, and she figures that out uh, with integrity, you mm. know, for a kid who is smart and being raised by two parents who are thoughtful and loving, um, being the little sister of a big sister who kind of guides the way for her and sort of encourages her to to fix her problems with integrity, but to, you know, like have fun doing it. So she is kind of a spin on the Fresh Prince, um, you know, just kind of getting into sort of situation. She has her crew that she gets introduced to on the block. Um, and she, uh, the first book focuses on her family moving to West Philadelphia. So she's not moving to Bel Air. Uh -huh. <laughs> she's moving from an, uh, a, a town that we do not say what it is. And she's moving back to West Philadelphia, which is, of course, um, where the Fresh Prince moved from to go to Bel Air and also where Will Smith is from. And so it's a love letter to, to West Philadelphia. So if you're from West Philly, you'll see all different kinds of homages to uh, the neighborhood and the growth and the art and the culture. And Fresh Fresh Princess is sitting right in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. So you have not only written books, children's books, and you've started, as you said, your own imprint. So in publishing language, this is kind of a distinct category yes. of books under the umbrella of a publisher. Yours, Deneen Milner Books. Uh, so what are some of the challenges or questions? questions that you face when deciding to start your own imprint. This is a big job, right? Yeah, it is. It is, but it's a fun job. It's it's I get to go and work with writers who love the written word and babies and illustrators who love bringing those stories to life. Um, and, you know, the, the beauty of the imprint is that I get to do what I want to and to 
find people who are willing to tell the stories that I want to bring to life. This is something, I mean, you're an author who's written a number of successful books for adult readers as well, collaborated with people like Steve Harvey, uh, Taraji Henson. Um, I think you worked with Jesse Norman, uh, Magic Johnson. I mean, this is so, so. What is that process like of working on a book with somebody else, not necessarily a writer, mm-hmm. but have a great story to tell? Mm-hmm. How does that, what's the difference between that kind of collaboration sure. and, and ghostwriting, let's say? Well, you know, my background is as a journalist. Yeah. I started out as a political reporter and then got tired of seeing that sausage being made and became an entertainment journalist and then an editor. Um, and so I bring that to the table. To me, it's just sort of um, a really super long profile, an entertainment profile. It's me sitting and talking to them, figuring out what it is that they want to say to their audience, and then devising an outline that's pretty rudimentary. It can be as simple as me writing some notes on the back of an envelope. Mm -hmm. Like, really, that's how it goes down. But these are people who are really conscious of the brand, who they are, what they're selling. I mean, how do you manage that? We sit and we just talk. Um, You know, I don't want to say that I become friends with them because that's not my job. It's not my job to be their friend. But we do sit and we just have conversations. I don't look at it as we're going to sit down. I'm going to ask you a bunch of really hard questions and I'm going to put you on the hot seat. That's not what the point is. The point is for us to have conversations and to have them tell me about their lives. And then we sit down. I sit down and I translate what we've talked about into a narrative that makes sense for their brand, that makes sense for their journey, that makes sense for who they are as human beings. Um, and it it just it's easy because it's just a translation of a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. Conversation is what you do <laughs> partially uh, in books, and also you're a co-host of GPB's A Seat at the Table. So I'm just wondering, with all these things you've got, blogging, writing, the imprint, um, television, wh- where does that energy come from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I came in here like, ooh, Lordy, I'm tired. <laughs> um, I just feel like I'm living life and I'm doing what I'm passionate about. And, you know, everything that I do is focused on the African-American experience. I grew up in this industry as a journalist, as a writer, um, being told that what I was doing was pigeonholing myself by just talking about black folks. And I never looked at it that way. I always looked at covering African-Americans as like a beat, no different from being a correspondent in China or no different from covering tech or no different from covering politics. It's just fun to me to be able to shine a light and explore all of these different um, genres uh, or to explore the African-American experience through all these different genres. And so long as, you know, the opportunity is presented to me, I'm going to take it. Deneen Milner, what a pleasure speaking with you. It was great talking to you, too. Thank you for having me. That is my earlier conversation with Deneen Milner. Since then, Deneen was presented with the opportunity to host a new podcast for GPB, and she took it. The first episode of Speakeasy with Deneen drops on October 24th. 